This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, it's Thursday, the 11th of May, 2023. Coming up on the show today, we'll be reviewing Google I.O. 2023 and finding out about some new Android accessibility features coming soon. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you? I am gorgeous, thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Oh, do you know, I feel good today. I, I feel really good today. You know what? We sound energetic. What's happened? Well, I know what's happened on my end. I can't speak for you. I have yes. no idea. I can only uh-huh. guess chicken's involved somewhere on Correct. your part. Uh, although, am I right in saying that last night you had a tuna mayo sandwich? Yes, but before that, I had two two takeaways yesterday. I had my ten piece mini fillets. Oh, well done! Well with done. a large, thank yep, you. Well done. I wasn't I wasn't going to let it hold me back, Stephen. You know that that terrible time when I only got eight fillets instead of ten. Yeah, I, I remember. Thought, yeah. Get back on that horse, Sean Priest. Don't let it drag you down. So I went back. And yes, I got 10 fillets this time. And then I got a tuna Subway. And it was delicious, just to be healthy. Ironically, don't let 10 chicken fillets drag you down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> already Western happened. song. <laughs> yeah. Her teeth were yellow, but her heart was pure. Um, so, yes, hello. Welcome along. Today we're reviewing... I can't believe this. We're so excited. And it was a Google event yesterday. I don't know what's going on. I actually mm. feel good about things. Now, hang on. Well... You, I don't think you were as impressed about um, the Google event yesterday. I was... Now, it could have been that I was in a slight food coma, Mm. but I was, um, yeah, I was bored out of my tiny little mind. Okay. Well, uh, thankfully, we have a special guest coming on. You can sit this out if you want. (laughs) Thank you. Mark Afalalalalo is going to be joining us in just a moment to give us his take on the Google I.O. event. I'm hoping he's a bit more positive about it than you are. Uh, But Mm. you know what? I think it's fair to say there was one theme that really ran through the whole event. AI, oh. AI, 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 generative AI, generative AI, generative AI, AI is AI, 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 uses AI to bring AI, 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 AI. Yes. There you go. Yeah, there was only one theme running through today's show, or yesterday's show in that case. Uh, and, in today, and indeed and in today's show, Dan. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, that's the thing I find the most boring. It really turned me off to AI. It, it just, it, I know, <laughs> Google I know. made it boring. <laughs> no, it was just the way they explained it. It was just so, it seemed very technical, and it, it really didn't, I, did, I don't think they put it across very well. The, you mm. know, the examples that they gave, I, I don't know. It just didn't really grab me. Okay, well, let's see what Marco Falalalo thinks. He's uh, joining us today to talk all about this and what he saw at uh, Google I.O. Uh, he is uh, with us now. Hello, Marco Falalalo. How are you? Hello, Mr. Scott. How are you today? I am good today. I don't know why I always feel like I have to do that accent when you come along. <laughs> I am uh, good today. Very good. I feel we're all in Downton Abbey. Um, how did you feel? What are your initial responses and your gut feeling about Google I.O. 2023? I was the two E's, emotional and exhausted. Okay, emotional and exhausted. I felt a little bit... I don't think I'm using this word properly. Lackluster? No, maybe not. Yeah, nothing. Um, that's, that's, no, that's underwhelmed. Okay. Yep, yep. I get underwhelmed. That. You know, this was um, a big year, a big year for AI. And while AI was the first thing they mentioned when they went on stage, and was a theme that definitely followed throughout all the announcements during the first part of the keynote, which is, I guess. We call that the consumer keynote and they have a developer keynote afterwards. Um, I felt like there wasn't enough. And I felt like the announcements they made were all announced because they had to and nothing is actually ready for anybody to play with. And they announced them hoping they're going to get some of these things to market. Yeah, everything's coming soon. It's coming later. It's coming fall, maybe this year. 
with one exception, the Pixel, the Pixel 7a, which I'm holding in my hands. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've had this everything else. I've had this phone for a week, but it's no different than, you know, it's got better software, hardware and all that fun stuff in it. But there's nothing really new about it mm. in, in terms of it's just a new form factor, a new price point and a little bit of a different design process. But this Pixel Fold that was leaked a week before is not going to be available for another month. It's going to be available for $1,700 US, so probably 2200 Canadian. Yeah, that's a lot um, of money. But, you know, the biggest thing that I felt was missing, and I hate to lead a conversation with this, but I feel like we have to, was the next generation of the Google Assistant or how AI was going to play a much larger role in the voice assistant world. I thought we were going to get that, and I thought we were going to get a glimpse of their next flagship device, the Pixel 8, neither of which we got. Yeah, yeah, it's as if the Google Nest never existed. There was no mention of it. Nothing mentioned about voice assistance at all. Do you know? Until you said that, I didn't even that didn't even click in my mind, because the absence of it just I can't, I completely forgot it existed. Well, this is this is out of Apple's playbook, right? This is out of the playbook where you basically, if you don't mention it, then it's not important, and you don't have to talk about it. Now yeah. they they may as well they may mention it, and we're probably gonna we're gonna hear a lot from Google I.O. over the coming weeks and months. It's just yeah, going to happen like, that this way. This is like the WWDC thing with Apple, right? Isn't it? It's a week yeah. of events and lots of things are going to be happening. And yes, there'll be, there'll be a lot more discussion and a lot more detail will come out, especially around the areas of voice assistance, of accessibility, things we're not hearing about on the keynote stage. But, you know, the keynote does give you an indication of what's to come. And it's all about the conversational AI on desktop or on laptop or on in writing phone. in written in the written yes. word it's not even a conversation i thought we were there i thought because google has done such a good job in contextual search and and that was i mean if you think back probably before covid because we were two years without an io um i remember them going on stage and this was the first time that we got um like some of the features on the on the on the android on the pixel phone where um, if someone calls, they could, you know, see who it is and screen the call. And and I remember there was contextual search, right? You would say so you'd ask it a question. How tall is, uh, is Barack Obama? Great. And then you could say, um, you know, where was he born? And it would know as you're talking about Barack Obama. And that was the first yeah. time that we saw context in search. And we have yet to see that come out in any other device as well as they demonstrated it then. So wouldn't you think that search... And voice search would get that contextual AI with everything else? Yeah, it feel, I mean, it does feel like, from what we've seen from Microsoft in the past couple of months, that they are way, way ahead of here. I mean, way ahead in terms of their development. But, you know, Microsoft aren't out to create the next Lady A, the Amazon Echo, the Google speaker, the Siri thing. None of that. that that's not they really don't have what they're to about. It's going to no. happen by itself. <laughs> well, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's. Uh, should we recap what was actually announced? Let's. Let's. Let me. Let me just go through it. Yeah. Bullet, bullet point here. So, um, a lot of new enterprise AI tools. Uh, a new service called Duet AI, which is designed really for businesses and people who use the Google Cloud. This is like your Amazon Web Services and stuff like that. Putting a lot of generative AI power into collaboration tools for developers. Um, you know, Google Workspace features. This is something that people who use Docs and Pages and 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 presentations are going to see things to boost productivity. Very very similar to Microsoft's Copilot. Mm. Whereas in an email, it'll help suggest contacts. It'll allow you to write email ideas, create presentations, and even full documents. The demonstration they had on stage was you know write a job description for uh, insert title here and generated a whole job description. So that's going to be really cool. Um, uh, the introduction of Palm to Palm is their, their whole programmable language model, which is going to power all of these things. So that's, that, that was announced as well. Uh, new members of the pixel family. So we saw the pixel tablet, which we, uh, did not see a price for, which comes with a really cool dock, a magnetics kind of speaker dock, which makes it look like just kind of the nest tablet. Um, the Pixel 7a, which we have in our hands, and and we're gonna you know tweet out links to uh, you know different hands-on reviews, and and we'll talk about it on the TV show, and of course on the show, and on the Pixel Fold hardware-wise. Then we saw um, Search Labs, which is a way for you to sign up and test out features. So it's kind of like OpenAI's you know ChatGPT, where you can sign up and and just test things, but they're keeping that Labs word on there until it's out of beta. Um, and, and that's immers- not for the average consumer, is it? 
Um, well, I, no, not yet, but I think it's the, it's the way that they can track what you're doing um, and and let you play with it mm. in terms of just search, kind of figure what you can do with it. I think it's their equivalent of Bard's kind of interface. Can I just uh, also Bard, of course, being their 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 open, you know, their chat GPT. Yeah. You can also just clarify something that you mentioned, the Pixel tablet price. It, it does have a price, $500. That's the oh, price. okay. Uh, oh, sorry, you, you're right, $499. And you get and it the, comes with the dock. The dock. You can buy the dock separate for $129, but I think if you buy it early, you get the dock for free. So that's kind of cool. Okay, and uh, immersive view for, for maps to help you visualize every segment of a journey. Mm. This is, you know, I, there's going to be no solution for accessibility on this one, I'll tell you that. But you, you basically need audio description and maps. But it basically gives you a bird's eye view of your of your trip. So you, it, it combines street view with kind of 3D modeling and lets you see that kind of above the path view, which is interesting. And they had some cool generative stuff where... If you want to see what the traffic or weather might be like in two hours from now, you could fast forward time and it'll actually show rain and traffic on the map, which is interesting. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Whatever, you know, um, but I think the exciting stuff that we're going to see come out of this is not going to be for another couple of days or weeks when people start playing with stuff or maybe have access to stuff. We didn't even see a new Android version name or number. Nope. That's right. Nothing yet. Or Nothing a Pixel 8 or like anything. So there's. You know, it's funny because we're leading into this, they talked about this being a new format. And um, a lot of people were saying it's going to be AI, AI, AI. And, and it was AI, 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 but not to the extent that I expected it. No, and I, I, I don't know if I'm happy about that. I, I'm sorry to go back to the, the tablet, but <laughs> this Pixel, I, I mentioned this yesterday. You know, I said to you, the Pixel tablet, or not even the Pixel tablet, but Android tablets generally. What's the point? And I kind of wonder with this one, what's the point? <laughs> um, is this just I, an i? Is this an iPad equivalent? Is that all this is? Is this just to beat them down when it comes to the iPad? I guess for the sake I mean, of it, or I just uh, don't uh, get the point. What's <laughs> you know what? Let's let's get creative about this. What is the point of an Android? <laughs> no, hang on. Who are you asking? Are you asking Microsoft's AI or are you asking Google's AI? I'm asking ChatGPT. I would be very interested to know the answer on Google's side. It's the best thing ever. What are you talking about? The point of an Android tablet is to provide users with a more portable and convenient way to access the internet, email, social media, entertainment, and other apps. So no, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's... <laughs> thanks, of course that's, that's what great. it does. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, but what's the point of it? That's a different question. Um, yeah. The Fold yeah. is interesting, though. Let's talk a little bit about the Fold, because okay. this is the one that was already previewed, like you said, and, and we kind of knew it was coming. But, you know, again, it's an interesting form factor. I have to say, this one's a little bit more intriguing, because it is the two-in-one. Yeah, so when you open it up, it's a 7.1-inch diagonal screen. It's got a pretty hefty bezel on there, a pretty thick bezel on there. I think that has to do with um, just, you know, the, the stuff that's behind it and everything that goes along with it. Um uh, you know, it's got a really big, like, five, it looks like a five and a half inch screen on the front. So a pretty usable smartphone when it's closed. They're saying it's the thinnest folding phone that exists, which is saying a lot because I've held the, the Microsoft Surface Duo and it is thin as heck, especially when it's open and when it's closed, it's almost, it's a little bit thicker than a modern day iPhone, but it's definitely, definitely thin. So this one's going to be interesting. The other thing I noticed about the the fold is, they're being it's using that tablet kind of point of view. It's almost like we, we're making a folding device. We've got to optimize that Android for it. Let's just do a tablet at the same time or, mm. or just take the Nest tablet and just throw Android on it. <laughs> um, Eighteen hundred dollars U.S. Seventeen ninety nine U.S. That's going to be about 20 million Canadian. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I well, like I like folding. I like folding devices where they're going. I have to say, I, though, not sold I, on it yet. I felt that the price kind of came out of the blue just because they were talking about the 7A being $500. Then the Pixel tablet comes along at 500 and suddenly this Fold comes along and it's like 1800 It wouldn't have maybe felt so bad if they had the Pixel 8 in there to kind of bridge that gap. You know, it just felt like quite a jump suddenly to $1,800 for this, this Fold device. But you can kind of understand where they're coming from. This is a very... Big, big device and i have to say you know when we we've talked a lot about the samsung folds and with the flips and all the rest of it but one thing is always certain with google at least certainly recently their devices are good they're built well so i, I think i've got more hope for this than uh, i maybe did for the samsung version 
I don't um, know. I think that, you know, they've learned from other people. You know, I think they've learned definitely from the competition. And a lot of the things, just like the hinge and everything else, is is definitely going to be improved over over other people. We're not going to know much about this until it's in people's hands and they start destroying it. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. what kind of problems could we foresee here? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I, I like the I like the idea of having something in your pocket that can be a little bit more consumable. Like you think about think about traveling, just commuting on a daily basis, being able to flip something open and and watch a video a little bit better. Um, the folding factor is kind of cool for things like conferencing. You know, I think about interviews that we do for TV or just even even this podcast. Someone could sit their device down and, and have a nice point of view with their phone. They don't have to worry about propping it up. Yep. Um, it doesn't need a selfie camera, so they save a lot of space there because the back camera flips up to the front and you have a viewfinder with it. So there are some really cool things there. And I think it'll grow into its own. I think that there's definitely a home for folding devices like this. And no one's got it perfect yet. But okay. if they do learn from the rest, I think they'll get they'll be pretty close. Here's a question, because we seem to be moving at such a pace here. Microsoft is steaming ahead. Google are coming up behind at the moment, and, and that's clear. Um, but then there's Apple, and they're nowhere at the moment on this. Uh, try to get Siri to do anything, and uh, you will find it just, you'll be left wanting. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> what does Apple have to show on June 5th at the WWDC event to, to kind of keep them on track or get them on track, at least. What, Do you what, want to get into that now? Because I that's just, a whole I, other... I, I, I want to ask, <laughs> I just want to have got you on this because I think this is so interesting. Just looking at what Microsoft have done, what Google have just announced, what, what does Apple need to do now? Oh, boy. What does Apple need to do now? I think they need to... Well, we know that they always do. They always showcase the next operating system, which is already ahead of what Google just did. Um, right, yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. Um, there is a a pro market that has yet to get what they need in terms of devices that they need to showcase. So that's computers out of the way. Mm. Apple needs to demonstrate, other than what we hope to see, which is some kind of glass device. They need to demonstrate what they are going to be doing with AI and what direction they're going at and how their take is and how it differs from everybody else. And I'm not saying that they're actually going to hit the stage and say anything related to it. They may not. They may not be ready for it, which is sucky because we just we want it. But I get it because if you're not ready to do something, then don't do it. Like, I mean, honestly all the stuff Google announced today, we have no idea when we're going to see this in the wild. Mm -hmm. And it gives yeah. them all the opportunities to not have dates and just kind of say, oh, yeah, well, it's just not ready yet. And change it and, yeah, yeah. movable so, so I think Apple definitely needs to stand out from everybody else. And it's going to be in AI if they can do it. And it's going to be in that new product line in Apple Glass. Does it matter if they don't? If they don't do the AI, AI, like if they don't, if they don't come up with anything really concrete at this stage, if they talk about maybe they're developing something and we'll tell you more in the future, if they don't really come out with anything concrete that we can walk away with, does it really matter? Because I think about the loyalty Apple fans have, mm. and I don't know if other companies have got that loyalty. Maybe Google fans do. Maybe maybe there's a, a fan base there that I don't quite get because I'm inside the Apple world. But I, I think I. I I wonder, are, are Apple fans more forgiving on that? I think they are. However, I think with certain things, we also get impatient as Apple fans. Mm. And maybe you and I are not the best example because we're in this field. So we may get impatient a little bit earlier on than other people do. Yeah. Because not everybody pays attention to every single trend that's going on in the world. So maybe we're, maybe we're about six, to, six months to a year ahead of the patient's curve of, or behind no ahead of the patient's curve of everybody else. Mm. But I think eventually patience runs out. And when you see other people holding things and using services that are significantly more superior to what you have in your hand and it's attainable. And the only thing holding you back from it is your own, your own um, loyalties and your own kind of like, I don't want to change. You know, if I can go out today and get something that's superior to what I'm using and I can get over myself and get used to it, then I'm going to go, I can go out and do it. Then I would be asking myself the question, why do I have to do this? Why isn't Apple just doing it? Yeah. 
Interesting times. Uh, listen, you did a fantastic video put out straight after the event uh, with the Pixel 7a review. Uh, we will put a link in our show notes so you can go follow it. You can also find it on uh, on my social media and, of course, across Double Tap social media and on Mark's as well. How can we find you online, Mark? How can people follow you? Oh, well, Stephen, that's so easy. Uh, it's just at Mark Aflalo, M-A-R-C-A-F-L-A-L-O. But uh, look up Double Tap TV. You'll find me there, too. And... Uh, Lots of fun stuff there, and, uh, you know, we'll have more. We'll have yes. more. We'll get hands-on with that fold. I yes. don't know when, because they just said this fall, or they said next month, right? Next month, so that's June. Mm. So that could be 15 days from now, or it could be, you know, 45, for all we know. <laughs> or never in my case. You'll get or one never. before I get one, I guarantee yeah. that. Uh, listen, thanks for coming on. Double Tap TV, of course, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. on AMI-TV, myself and Mark Afalalalalo. That's what I like to call you. Don't call you that on the TV show. I know. You're far I know. too can professional I, on this. Can I mention something that I'm just going to tease here? Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're coming up on, on the last couple months of the TV show for this season, and uh, we've got some pretty cool things lined up for the next season. We're... Uh, we're going to be back in September, but not in the way you'd expect it. And we're extremely excited to announce that. And all I'm going to do is leave you with that little tease. Well, I have already mentioned to Sean that I'm moving to Montreal and you're moving to Glasgow. So have we, <sighs> have we given them. it away? Is well, that it? No, no, we haven't. Okay. Okay. No, we haven't. <laughs> the good stuff's coming. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Mar, thanks Scary for coming stuff. on. We'll catch you soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, I will also just let you know I'm not moving to Montreal, and he's not moving to Glasgow. Just want to make that very clear. Although, Sean, you could move to... Uh, can you take your shed on the move? Is oh, that of course. possible? My shed wants to go to Calgary. I loved that place. You did like Calgary, didn't you? Did you spend 10 were, seconds there? There were hot you mean tubs on the roof. Oh, that place, right. The, the place you said smelt of cabbage. Uh, the hotel, uh, yeah, not, I, not, I not, not, I the, not the place. feeling not great that morning. <laughs> I'll be honest. So maybe the hot tubs were part of the problem. The smell of dampness was possibly the hot tubs leaking down into the rooms. It was so exotic. I was amazed. Yeah, you Uh, don't go out that shed much, do you? Um, Okay, so I know you were off getting a cup of tea there because you were so bored with the event, but did uh, did anything that Mark said there... uh, I thought Mark's summed it up. They should have just got Mark on. I mean, that was far better. The the thing I was saying before there, uh, you know, about... (sighs) Of course, it's got to be about AI. Of course it has. I just thought it was so poorly presented. AI, it, and AI, AI, oh, AI, generative no. AI. Gen- yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> some of the examples were fine, but they should have, I think they should have expanded on that. People want to know what they can actually do with it. They're not so interested in the, the, the you know, the, the, background technical stack that's that's behind it yeah i don't know maybe i'm expecting too much from it this was google io this is aimed at developers i suppose more yeah i think that's the problem isn't it it is aimed at developers but then so is wwdc and it's a much more consumer focused event you know anybody could watch wwdc and they would feel like okay i got something out of that you know oh cool a new feature in ios or a new emoji thing or whatever it was and there was a lot of passion on stage and that's one thing i mean it's like all these companies right it's full of passion and i have no doubt that they're producing great stuff over there i think just the presentation was a bit difficult um but once we got past all that and once you started Mm -hmm. digging into some of the other stuff in particular accessibility which we're going to get to in the next segment uh you know it was really interesting to see how things are moving along um, but overall, I think, you know, just, just sort of taking a beat over, over, you know, last night and, and today, I think the fold is the product for some reason for me, this is just a really cool sounding product. I'm not suggesting for a second, I'm going to buy one because I don't think I'd get any value out of it. Nope. I see a lot of blind people talking on uh, Mastodon today about maybe getting a pixel tablet. I don't know. I just don't know if I, again, I barely use an iPad. What's so, the point of it? I mean, what a yeah. question to ask, Stephen What's Scott. The, well, be, what is the point? Well, it's a tablet. What's the point of the iPad, for that matter? But you can do things with an iPad. You oh, there I said it. Oh, unbelievable. There's but, some but Actually, can I be honest? I think this is... It's interesting because a lot of the commentators are saying, oh, this is Google getting into the Pixel world, or, sorry, tablet world again. Yes. And that's interesting because tablets have been out for a long time from other companies running Android. I think the problem might be the same issue we've had. We've had it with the Apple Watch for many years, which is, yes, great product. But what is it for? What do you do with it? I agree. And I think the problem is that the Android tablet 
in a way, it's maybe a little bit late to the party, but there's still a question mark over what we can do with it, what can be achieved on it. I mean, one thing that was interesting as well, you know, Mark brought up such a great point about no mention of Google Nest or any development there. I thought that was really interesting. Um, But then on top of all of that, what about Chrome OS? No mention of it at all. Yeah. And that felt a bit odd, especially in the keynote, right? I could understand, you know, okay, maybe there's a session coming up about it or whatever. But Well, that's the thing. It's, it's what you both mentioned there is about this isn't just a one keynote and here's everything, right? Mm. Same with the Apple keynotes as well. This isn't but just they do a... summarize. <clears throat> you know, they'll say, you know, here's what's new yeah, in Apple it's... TV or here's what's new in this. But they'll summarise it. But there was no still get, no mention at all of Chrome OS. You still get no mention at all of, of of Google Nest. Yeah, well, that's, I, I think the Google Nest um, lack of interest to some Google does seem a little bit worrying. And I don't mean just from this; it means in general. Yeah. I, I I don't see a healthy future for Google Nest, which is a shame because... considering where we're going with AI. That would be the perfect. Well, maybe entry that's point. the thing that will will kick it back into action. Maybe, maybe you know, barred integration will will be the thing that puts new life into uh, Google smart speakers. So we'll, it does. Yeah. It does feel. Like, I don't know how you how you feel about this, but I, I think it's a lot of companies are slowing down a little bit. Where they used to, I mean, Google especially uh, used to throw a lot of stuff at the wall. Let's see what sticks. They're not doing that as much anymore. Amazon rolling back on a lot of product launches. Yeah, so those, maybe, those I mean, two I, examples are extreme, right? I mean, Google used to put out services for fun and then just close them down again a year later. Yeah. And the same with Amazon. Yeah, they would throw out products that are never going to see the light of day just to see what would stick. Or just but, did in the States. Well, yeah, that's right, yeah. But even then, they pull them back again afterwards. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh. Um, it's interesting. It's just really interesting to see what... Uh... I hear music. Yes, you do hear music. That's how the show works. I'm glad you don't mention it. I'm glad you don't mention it. You just move on. Yeah, I know. Have you noticed? Make a a slight change to the show. (laughs) You you are so funny when it comes to sounds. You're so easily distracted. Look, a squirrel. You were a dog in a previous life, weren't you? Stick around. More to come. This is Double Tap on AMI Audio. Connect with the Double Tappers on social media now, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air, and on Mastodon at Double Tap. Yeah, we're everywhere. I know you, you, you know what's going on today, do you? You're just like, what's this happened? is a whole new world today on the Double Tap show. Yeah, It's like I've just woken up into a whole new world. It's amazing. Is it a whole, whole new, new world? world? Oh, harmonies. <laughs> that that. Was, no, if that was harmony, we are finished. <laughs> we can't do harmonies together, obviously. Um, anyway, uh, I just want to quickly mention, yes, Double Tap Express. It's already uh, gaining uh, a few passengers and a few people <laughs> appear to be leaving the train. Trying to jump off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's one for one at the moment because we have Camille Savoie says, look, you want to know what we think about this idea? Here's what I think. Creating a show after finding a noise is a terrible idea. LOL. Uh, it is absurd. Ridiculous. Go ahead, Sean. Tell him. It's ridiculous and absurd, Stephen Scott. We want more original content. We want oh. Mark Aflalo. So there. Oh. You've had him. There you go. That there you was go. it. He was on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What more do you want? Uh, actually, since I religiously listen to Double Tap every day, I have no need oh. for a recap, so I will not listen to that weekend show. I will stay in bed until Monday morning when a new podcast <laughs> can be listened to. We do apologise. <laughs> Sorry, but it's happening. Have a nice day, he says. Camille and Regina, uh, which I believe is where uh, you'll hear this sound quite a lot. Because I did. I heard that sound a lot when, when I was in Regina. I did. When? But the trains on the tracks, I guess. Um, OK, well done. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm such a transport train. person. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Camille. And sorry, but you know we did have people get in touch. Uh, we Garth did. got in touch. He listens. He doesn't listen every day. He says he doesn't get the time to listen yep. every day. So instead, he would prefer to have a weekend roundup. So there you go. One for one. Exactly fight, right. Fight. Fight. Well, like you see, and and a lot of this, you know, in in the best of clips that we're going to use in the highlights of the week. Highlights. Uh, Express. Not, not highlights, not best of. Express. If you play that one more time, I'm walking out. Right, that's it. Uh, if I could find the door, I would walk out of this place. <laughs> if you could be bothered, you'd be <laughs> off. Look, it, for those of you that, you know, 
find our tangents annoying when we start talking about fried chicken in the middle of an interview. Yes. This is this is for you because we're going to, you know, get straight to the nub of and answering your questions and, and the set pieces. So, um, yeah, I actually, I've, I've come around to your way of thinking. I think this is actually a good idea because not everyone's got the time to listen you know, to every show every day. This this is the fat-free edition. This is it the is. Uh, diet double tap. We did think that was a good name, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. Some people said uh, there was one particular person. Uh, he, he wasn't too keen on the whole idea. Um, and uh, uh, double tap zero, which uh, seems to appeal more to... Uh, some people than others, but for different reasons. Um, but no, we've gone for Double Tap Express. We'll try it. We'll yeah. see. It's going to be I'm quite great. excited about it, actually, because I think it's a great chance to, to delve into the archive as well, actually, because we get so many interviews uh, over the course of uh, the show. And some of them, you know, they disappear into that podcast feed. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, going in to surface them up again. Don't you do that. We'll do it. Yes. Uh, you know, so there you go. Well, Sean will do it. He'll, he'll do the, the bits on it. Oh, hang on. Yeah, oh, I did. Actually, I, yeah. That's there's there's no more work. Yeah, I wanted to tell you something, actually. I guess uh, what I learned to do this I, morning. I'm against it. What did you learn to do this morning? Well, not fully, but I've started learning Markdown. Oh, yeah, you, you told me. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Welcome to 1995. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Why are you well, using hear, Markdown now? I hear so many people on uh, various places, on podcasts and on uh, Mastodon and Twitter, talking about using Markdown, blind people using Markdown. And um, I thought, okay, what's this? So I had no idea what it was. I, I thought this is going to be something I cannot learn. It'll be way too complicated. And then I was looking for a text editor that I could use on my iPhone. And I wasn't really thinking about collaborative work. I was just thinking mainly just having a text Good. editor because I've got a lot of, <laughs> yes, there's no chance for you. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, I've got a lot of text files in Dropbox and I thought it'd be nice to open them up and use them and actually work on them on my phone. Uh, however, I, say it. I, I know you were go. tempted to they, say it. You were tempted uh, to you. go and say it. Come on. Fun! There we go. Thank, thank you. You're allowed to slag off my accent. <sighs> it's glorious. I like it. Yeah. Fun! <laughs> So do I. Um, but yeah, so I uh, was looking into getting a text editor app and then I thought, hang on, did I not buy one like eight years ago and <laughs> forgot all about it? Yep. I did. Uh, now, this is, I didn't realize this was actually a text editor, as in a, a plain text editor. I thought it was a, you know, like one of these fancy mm. Microsoft Word equivalents or whatever. Yes. Uh, and it kind of, yeah, rich text. Yeah. But it's not really, no, because you use Markdown or you can uh -huh. use, you can do HTML and rich text and all that fancy stuff as well. Uh, through this app called Ulysses. Don't ask me to spell it. Uh, ask your U smart speaker to spell Ulysses. C's. I think yep. that's a okay. U, there's an L and there's a Y in it, and there's a well lot done. of S's good and guess. E's. Um, but yeah, so if you can find it, good for you. Uh, but it's a good app. It's available on iPhone. It's also available across iPad and uh, iOS and uh, macOS as well, which is great. So it's on all the platforms. And it's collaborative. It connects with Dropbox, even connects with WordPress. So you could do your WordPress posts in there and po publish them straight up to WordPress. Well, Push that's them where right on the internet. Stop it. A lot of people came across Markdown uh, is through WordPress. So for people that don't know, Markdown is a way of writing almost HTML code, but in a really simplified manner in any text editor. I love really. it. Um, yeah, so you can put a link in and put a list of those links at the end of the document using yeah. asterisks one two and i can't remember i've used it in a long time but it's uh like a, a shorthand way of writing uh, embedded code html code really so it is nice it's just it's been around for the longest time yeah but you see you see that you're becoming one what? of those people now. you're becoming one of the super blind that's a super blind attitude it's not a super blind yes, it's it is. just oh it's been you know... around forever how didn't you not know well i didn't know i'm what? learning today no. yeah but what's so what shoot me <laughs> okay Next. <laughs> Actually, here's the best bit, right? I, I, I went into the Ulysses oh, app, no. and in there, there was a whole pile of articles, like pre-populated articles to show you how it looks and how it feels. And mm. one of them is how to use Markdown. And I thought, that's actually brilliant that they've put that into the application. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I could, I can, that's how I'm using it, and that's how I'm learning it, which Let is really just, cool. I'm, I'm getting something coming through now. The, the, the veils are, are widening and clearing here. I think you'll not be using this in one week. It'll be forgotten about again and never mentioned again. Right now, Markdown is the thing. You'll never use it again. I don't know what you're talking. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But we shall see. We shall see. I do okay. want something that's collaborative. 
I'd love to find a way to create a shortcut so I could populate a document. So I could say, you know, in this particular Ulysses document, I want to, you know, add links or whatever to. Uh, so I'm going to look into that. Because yeah, you can do it with Google Docs. Yeah, copy well, okay, that's, but that's boring. Grab your link, copy it, paste it into your document. Done. Yeah, well, you know, that's another way of doing it, of course, uh, if you're yeah, lazy. The easiest way to do it. Uh, yeah, okay. if you've got all day, you know. Well, um, yeah, 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 you have got all day. Yeah, so, you yeah, have, yeah. Just, just don't do yeah. nothing. Anyway, well, yeah. uh, shall we talk about Android accessibility? Well, wow, this got dark. Uh, right, let's talk about Android accessibility because this is really cool. Uh, now, Google I.O. is, of course, a stream of events, and there are tons and tons, I think there's over 100 different sessions going on. One of them focuses in on Android accessibility. Nothing on Chrome OS. I'm just saying nothing on Chrome OS. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so this is all about Android accessibility, and uh, Neymar uh, is his first name. I'm not entirely sure what his second name is, but he is one of the people at Google who is uh, working in the accessibility team, and a video was shared uh, late last night, in the UK anyway, and it contained lots of information. Now, we are posting that out on our socials, so you can go check it out on social media, on Mastodon, on uh, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, I think uh, it's going uh, to Facebook. I don't really know what's going else. on with that, to be perfectly honest, but, yep. you know, Facebook's there, and um, I think it's just an empty page, to be perfectly honest, but eventually someone will figure out how to do it. Uh, but, yes, on Mastodon and Twitter, for sure... You will definitely get it on there. Uh, we'll put the full video up, and it's well worth going to check because it will give you lots of information, not just about TalkBack, but also about hearing accessibility and also some really cool information for developers as well. If you're a developer and you're looking for ways to make your Android app more accessible, Google has lots of APIs, accessibility APIs that you can use, and some of the detail is in that video. So we'll put the link on our show notes and on our uh, socials as well. But I want to focus in today on, in particular on uh, TalkBack because there are some new features Nimer kicks off with some of the details. Hi, my name is Nimmer and I work on the Android team and we're going to talk about what's new in Android accessibility. We have been working hard on features and tools for both users and developers to enhance accessibility to Android. Actions have been added to the reading controls in TalkBack 13.1. Actions are contextual. For instance, while focused on an edit field, actions allow you to cut, copy, and paste, and when focused on an email in Gmail, allows you to archive or delete the email. Hints are provided when actions are available. To use actions, swipe right with three fingers to find the actions in reading controls. Then swipe down with one finger to get a list of the available actions and double tap to select the desired action. Split tap typing allows for typing using the on-screen keyboard without lifting your finger off the screen. Using one finger, locate the desired letter, then using the second finger, tap anywhere. Without lifting your first finger, find the next letter that you wish to type and repeat the process. You can now spell check messages, documents, and emails using TalkBack. Spell check granularity was added to the re- has been added to the reading controls. To jump to the previous or next occurrence of a misspelled word, switch to the spell check granularity. To get spelling suggestions, switch to actions in the reading controls. Let's see how spell checking works as I edit this message that I'm going to send to a friend asking him to lunch this weekend. So first, I'm going to go to actions with uh, three finger swipe right. Actions. And I'm going to swipe down to move to the beginning of the text. Move cursor to beginning. And double tap. Beginning of field. So now I'm at the beginning and I'm going to swipe left with three fingers to move to the spell check. Spell check. There you go. And I'll swipe down with one finger. WNT. And I'm going to swipe right with three fingers to actions again. Actions. Want. W-A-N-T. Text replaced. And actions. I've selected want from actions. So now I'm going to go back to spell check. Spell check. Punch. Actions. Lunch. L-U-N-C-H. Spelling suggestion. I will correct lunch. Text replaced. And let's go back to spell check. 
Spell check. Pizza. And I'll swipe right because somehow I misspelled pizza, the most important part. Actions. Pizza. Text replaced. Spell check. Let's go back to spell check. No misspelled word is found. And no more misspellings, so now I can send the message to my friend and hopefully we can get some pizza. Send us sending message. So there you go. So that's some of the updates. And yeah, that's just, I, I guess some might argue that is something that's been around for a little while in other <sighs> forms. No, but Hey, I'm not going to argue. I'm not even going to argue that. Actions is great. I stumbled across that the other week in uh, on my Pixel 5 or 6. I can't remember which phone it is. And it was really useful. Yeah. Um, same with split tap typing. But please, can we make that system wide? Split tap activation, no matter where you are, because well, this has created a bit of confusion, I think, and I'm glad that we're finally getting some some real clarity on this, because you know when you were talking to lots of people and they're saying, oh, split taps now on Android, split taps now on Android, and that's where the conversation ended. So you know, I'm doing the whole split tap thing on my Android phone, and it's not working, and I'm going, no, what what's wrong here? I'm up to date. I've got everything up to date. I've done yep. everything at once, but. Obviously, it's not. It's just on the keyboard. Yeah, come on. You've got to make that system wide. If you can make it possible on the keyboard, you can make it possible across the OS, surely. Yeah, definitely. And it's, because that it's, would be brilliant. It's a great feature. It is. It's really handy. I don't use it all the time. It's just I sometimes find myself, my finger's in a position where split tapping is actually an easier option. I, d I don't know why. It's all done in muscle memory, but I really do miss that. But look, great additions there. I will say the spell checking thing is a bit... Oh, it, it's a bit of a... I'm going to use the word faff. Yeah, but I um, think that's the case across the board, don't you? I think any I, of this Yeah, but I just feels like stuff. switching between actions and spell checking and swiping down and then back to that one. Great. It's just, um, hey, maybe it's my handset, but it's the, the actual swiping with three fingers left or right to mm. change the uh, context is is a little bit slow, and I found it a little bit clunky doing it that way, but maybe that will improve. But... Either way, some great additions there. And I, I think you've missed the, the, the best one. Which is? Which is the HID protocol support well, for I'm Braille displays. Well, I'm getting displays. to it. You see, this uh, I'm breaking this up uh, so we can uh, get through it. You see, well, I, I am a trained uh, professional, you know. Uh, I have, sorry. I have done this before. Uh, so, okay. right, here is Take part two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this won't be in the express bit. See, this, you only get this, the best. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't get this in that. No. Um, <laughs> please, can that train run over me now um okay so this is uh the braille section uh, where uh, nimmer talks oh, about braille sounds interesting doesn't it it sounds yes. really interesting let's find out about the updates Please. to braille in android 13 uh, top bag 13.1 and android 14 we've added braille tables in 38 languages with more coming soon you can use braille display using the new hid protocol with usb as of talkback 13.1 with support for the NLS e-reader coming soon in TalkBack 14. Cut, copy, and paste text with newly added Braille commands coming in TalkBack 14. The on-screen Braille keyboard allows you to type in Braille using the touchscreen. Today, we are announcing upcoming features for the keyboard to allow you for cursor movement text selection, and editing. You can now select text and move cursor by character, word, and line while editing text using newly developed gestures. Additional gestures allow you to cut, copy, and paste using the on-screen keyboard. So I have a shopping list on the screen and I'm going to edit this shopping list because I have two oranges in there and I don't need that many oranges. So I'm going to move down by line. I'm going to hold dot one and swipe with dot four, swipe down with dot four. Blackberries, new line, oranges. Okay, so I've gotten down to oranges and now I can either delete by word or I can select oranges and just delete that word. So I'm gonna hold down dot two. Oranges, select it. And swipe up with two fingers, and now I have oranges selected, and I'm going to simply delete oranges. Oranges deleted. By swiping left. And now my shopping list does not have two oranges. 
Now that is really cool. I will say, I think even Nimmer buried the leader a bit in there um, about the HID support, <laughs> but that's huge news, HID and USB support. So that is brilliant. Finally, those protocols will be available. And of course, those of you who are using Braille displays can report back to us on that. But even that Braille screen input is getting better. I mean, some really cool little text selection features in there and just being able to select the word and all that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't use Braille screen put that often on the iPhone, so I don't know if it's capable of all that. I imagine it is, but... It is, yeah. Is it the same idea? Is it the same format? Uh, I can't remember. It's been that long since I used it, but I'm sure I was selecting when I was typing messages using Braille input. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it just makes it more efficient, fantastic. Uh, I'm sure people are going to say, you know, what took you so long again? But I, honestly, I think these are all improvements and they all make this better. So yeah. I'd rather uh, yeah. people were at the party than, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually than never appear. Uh, okay, I want to move on to the third part of this, which is focusing on an app called Reading Mode. Now, I didn't know about this at all. Uh, but ahead of that, I want to play in this question that we got from one of you. Uh, this is from uh, listener Donna, uh, and Laura reads our email. Hello, Stephen and Sean. My name is Dana. I'm a 53-year-old woman who is not very tech-savvy. I have RP. With my RP, it has been a gradual decrease for a long time. It's just been the last few years where I'm really struggling to read my cell phone, and I need help. I don't like the one that came with my Pixel 4. It doesn't read my text to me, and I just plain find it annoying when I can't make it stop. I don't want it to read the whole darn webpage. Just read the Oilers news, please. Can you please help me out? Dana LaFrance in Edmonton. Yeah, sorry, Dana, not Donna. As my, I don't know where I got Donna from. You were thinking I, of kebabs, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. Every well, time. I, always food with me. Yeah, it's always food. Uh, well, look, I don't know if this is the answer to all of this, but I think there's something in here that might help you out in particular, Dana. Uh, this is uh, going back to Nimmer, and this is featured in the uh, accessibility video, uh, the Android accessibility update video from Google I.O. 2023. Uh, Nimmer talks about reading mode. Reading mode is an app that allows for customized reading experience. You can change the theme and font and adjust font size. And you can have text read out loud while you follow along. You can download reading mode from the Play Store. Starting in Android 14, nonlinear font scaling allows you to increase the font up to 200% nonlinearly. What this means is that already large text will not increase at the same rate as small text. This avoids the potential for text being cut off when increasing font size. So just a bit of information about that, but ultimately this is a separate app that you would have to download. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't think that was... A, I've never I thought heard it was just of this. part of the Android accessibility suite, but it's not. Well, that's the thing, though. Is this a separate app specifically for eBooks or PDFs or documents like that, or is it something that can affect something like when you're browsing the web or in any other app? Can you sort of activate this app or mode? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't know. We'll have to look into this a bit more, but it sounds promising. Yeah, I, 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 look, I think this is great, and I think any app that can help with reading i mean this might do for you dana what you're looking for i think what you've kind of started here is is something that i want to delve into a little bit and that is some of the maybe lower vision features because you know some of the stuff that we talk about we generally talk about talk back and yeah. maybe in your case dana it is something you're going to have to move towards and you might want to start thinking about trying talk back out but it can be a frustrating experience without shadow of a doubt. We know this with voiceover. We know this with any screen reader user. They will always tell you those first yeah. few weeks, you just want to throw the thing at the wall. I didn't I didn't start using it until I really needed to. So I'm yeah, exactly which is never great, place. but we no. all do it. That's the thing. Yeah. We all do exactly the same thing. We all, And there's loads of people who will say, well, you should have started five. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't because it's almost like you're admitting to yourself <laughs> your sight's failing. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to be the blind person, you know, until you <sighs> realize you have to. And then, you know, we all move on. But it's there's a hill to climb before you get there. So yeah. what I would say is I think we need to delve a little bit into this and, and maybe delve into some of those text-to-speech features that are actually in Android Accessibility this week because there are a few already in there. Yes. Uh, and also, like, you know, the equivalent of, I guess, immersive... Uh, what do they call it? Immersive reader. reading mode in, in Edge and, yeah. you know, reader mode in the Safari. There'll be equivalents, I guess, for Chrome. So we Our, must our, our listeners out. will know. Our Android listeners, which I'm sure there's millions out there, I'm will sure know and one. have some... There's at least one. <laughs> they'll have some <laughs> advice and tips for you, Dana. So, yeah, get in touch. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's really interesting. But yeah, what what a, what a really interesting uh, mix of news. I have to say, mm. like Google I/O itself, I found the the second part more interesting than the first part. Oh, how did I, I thought Mark was fantastic. No, I Mark was great. But say I, that. But oh I think no, don't backtrack issue, now. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, you said it. Sorry, Mark. I we're thought talking you were great. About. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to cut you off in a minute. Uh, honestly, I think that the AI thing it was delivered in a way that just it made it too complicated for the average user. I was out of my depth with it. I agree. Yep. And you know, I was on a call just after the Google event, and I was talking to a group of people, and I said to the group, I said, you know, I feel sometimes I'm so out of touch. I could read twenty articles a day on this topic. And I still feel like I don't have a clue what's going on because it's continually evolving. The language is constantly changing. These model names they talk about, like Palm and yep, whatever yep, it is, yep. and Bard and all these these names, these Huggy words face. that just pop up. Yeah, exactly. And so what is all this about? <laughs> what does all this mean? And you know, the, the people on the call said, you know what? I'm so glad you said that because they were not techie people, but they weren't. They weren't not techie either. You know, they yes. used t- today's technology, but they just were a little bit like. I feel this is all moving so quickly and I just can't keep up. And I think that's something that you've got to acknowledge with this. It's just it's moving so fast yeah, that it's become it ultra geeky very quickly. And you know what? It's fine if you're not keeping up. It's absolutely it's, fine. It's almost like the developers are more excited than us at this yeah. moment. They're, which is oh, good. Which yeah. is great. I want them Very to be good. excited. It's I like, the, see it's the, like the vaccine result. for COVID, right? I want those guys to be super excited about it. Yes. I want them to tell me all about their fantastic vaccine models they've got and all their fancy stuff. I want to get into it. I want to hear all that. But I don't understand a single word of it. But yes. that's fine. I want the end result. That's exactly. all I want. I want my vaccine so I can get back to oh, not doing what I do today. I can, I can hear music. Oh, can you? Yeah. That's new. Oh, listen to that. If you'd like to be a new co-host for Double Tap, <laughs> get in touch. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. No one noticed. It's fine. Call us, 1877 <laughs> You think I'm kidding? Uh, also, we're across social media, at Double Tap On Air, on Twitter and Facebook, at Double Tap On Mastodon. Find us there. You can find him at Sean of the Shed. I am at blind guy tech across social media as well uh, that's it for today thank you so much for listening Sean it's been fun today also thanks to Marka for la 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 lo and don't forget well Double Tap TV you'll always find that on AMI TV and on the AMI TV app we're back tomorrow bye bye I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast Tripping On Air every month my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.